Thanks for tuning into the Curd Football Podcast, an above average podcast bringing you our lukewarm takes on fantasy football and their regular shit all season. It's more than football, it's a lifestyle. Sit back, relax. The Book of More Mom is about to begin. I'm your co host, sitting here with Griffin. I'm Andy, and we have a special guest today, Will Rudd. How's it going? It's cold lit, man. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. It's been too long. Dude, you, you almost were here uh, more recent than what Griffin was. Yeah, true. Fair. He walked into Mexico and almost never left. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I walked out of there, bro. I have like three infections. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I probably walked out with C. diff. Yeah, I, I, they they have like liquor down there, man. Where it's like, you're like, I'm, I don't know, I don't know if that's that's where, legitimate liquor. Where, where'd you get that? Because they're they're pouring it in like this like little glass or whatever, and they're like going like four shots, like they're squeezing a plastic bottle, like With like full, like no label or no, there's like a label, but you're like, I don't recognize that brand. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like full to the brim, and then they take like a little squirt bottle, and like there you go, and then they trust people. <laughs> to uh, swim up bar, they're like, okay, go swim. <laughs> like, what? Super safe. Yeah. <laughs> Gr- Griffin's just like, is that tequila? They're like, yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually here right now. Just He's back. There, I had many blackouts uh, uh, yeah. that week for sure. No, but it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Mexico. It was yeah. a great time. Got to see the Mayan ruins. Nice, nice. I think the last time I was here, we were in Gloomy Spring with no football. Now we're going into week two, baby. Let's go. Week two, Griffin had more of an experience than we did Sunday watching the Packer game. Yeah. He missed nothing. Let's start off with a heater question. What was more, um, the most surprising? I'm going to give you three negatives, three positives. The three negatives are that Derrick Henry cannot run against the Giants, Travis Etienne is not the starter, and that Zeke is still same old Zeke and not running over 50 yards. The three positives is that Michael Thomas is back, Saquon Barkley is back, and Patrick Mahomes clearly does not need Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, Saquon Barkley, man. Saquon Barkley was like my big surprise this year. Um, I saw him last year. Uh, He was playing, uh, I don't know, people say that he was hurt. But at the end of the day, like he was, um, he was not an efficient runner. He had one of the lowest yards per carry um, throughout that year, and I was just like, even if he comes back healthy, there's no way that he takes that step up from how he's performing right now to, or in that year to how he's performing now. Um, and then week one, he just completely balled out. I was completely surprised. Um, like that's the reason why like people were kind of scared to take him. Um, he was never really a first-round draft pick. His ADP was pretty low this year, uh, considering what people consider his talent to be. I wouldn't have touched him with the 10-foot pole, but the people who did really benefited from it this year. So um, that's definitely my uh, most surprising week one result of the options that Andy mentioned. He mentioned six, and that was my one of six. I will... I don't want to say strongly is too strong. I disagree with Griff in a sense of it wasn't what was most surprising. Um, oh. It definitely was like impressive. And yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to predict. I don't want to s- sit here and claim that I thought Saquon Barkley was going to be like RB1, RB2 fantasy week one. That's not anything anyone really saw coming. But 
Um, I was high on him in the sense of usage just because there's nobody else in that backfield. Um, and I just kind of figured he'd get that 15, 20 touches a game kind of deal. And so when you have potential for that, usually you have potential for a big week. Granted, he had some big runs that really helped him out. Um, but my biggest surprise of that list um, was the Travis Etienne and the James Robinson scenario. Um, I really – one, I'm shocked James Robinson looked as good as he did off an Achilles in- injury. Mm. That, to me, is like almost a, like a – suicide to a running back when that happens like it just usually ends up taking him downhill real quick might be able to play again just never the same but he looked as explosive as he did before was it cam Akers that also had an achilles injury yes i made cam Akers look like a right oh cam Akers, the the man that didn't rush for a single yard correct which is kind of i didn't anticipate that bad of a day for james robinson but i didn't think he'd get you know the lead back touches that he did he's a dog Um, and two touchdowns yeah two touchdowns granted etn Dropped one and had one overthrown, so also the potential for a two-touchdown day. It looks like it might be a little bit more of a committee there, which is a little disappointing for anybody who owns Travis Etienne as an RB2, uh, as I do in one league. So I would prefer Etienne to get a little bit more looks, but it looks like he might just get more of the passing stuff. But out of camp, I felt like they were just really high on him and kind of didn't really talk too much about Robinson. I don't think he practiced with pads the entire lead-up into camp other than maybe the week of the of week one but um yeah he looked damn good so kind of excited to see where he goes and where that backfield ends up going through the year yeah um at i'm gonna start off giving an honorable honorable mention uh russell wilson did not win that's something that i don't think anyone expected huge geno smith maybe that guy let geno cook baby Mm. but i'm gonna go with michael thomas um that man picked up right where he left off, scoring two touchdowns. I thought maybe going into the season, he wasn't going to be starting right away. Um, they do have uh, Jarvis Landry, um, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave that they drafted pretty high in the first round. And I didn't think Michael Thomas was going to be getting those targets, but Jameis, um, this is the first time he's going to be throwing to him. And right away, week one, um, they did that. Now, uh, Atlanta did put up a good fight. And um, I think maybe Jameis... Once he's able to open up more, throw a little bit more deep, um, Michael Thomas's value in fantasy is just going to skyrocket after that. Um, and he may finish top 10 wide receiver, maybe even top five. So I agree with Andy. Bye, 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 if you can, on Michael Thomas. Even though the expectations, even from Vegas, from a spread point, um, they weren't sure where the games were going to go. And I don't think there were too many games that stayed right in the middle um, of, like, expecting. You know, the, the Chiefs-Cardinals game, um, Chiefs just blew them out of the water. Um, I don't believe in Kyler Murray. Um, he needs to step away from the eSports, look, focus a little bit more on team. Cod, right? Um, I bet he's, uh, I bet instead of watching the Chiefs right now, um, I bet he's playing, you know, Modern the Warzone. pre-release on uh, Modern Warfare 2. So that came out today. I bet he's hyped about that, that short little guy. Looks pretty good, yeah. But Those little legs, yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about the Bears game, the Packers game later uh, from the guest on CNG Podcast. Shout um, out. So, yeah, shout out. Shout out. Bear down. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, we can start off with uh, the first game last week, um, Bills versus Rams. Um Will, what do you think about uh, how the Rams performed? Yeah, um, I feel like it's it's something I've kind of thought the last few years with these like teams that come off a Super Bowl win or just in the Super Bowl. 
little bit of a hangover at home. Um, Bills week one is a real tough matchup, though. It's not like they got a kind of a cakewalk week one. Um, worried about Matt Stafford with his elbow and everything. Had, had a couple miscues and didn't throw to anybody not named Cooper Cup. Um, love to get Allen Robinson some looks, please. Uh, that'd be great. But, yeah, Buffalo looked good. Um, kind of looked like the Super Bowl favorite that everyone is sort of preseason picking them as. Um, going to be pretty interesting to see what that L.A. backfield goes looks like going forward with Daryl Henderson basically taking everything from Cam Akers. So kind of in a weird spot with L.A. Good opportunity for a bounce back against Atlanta this week. But, yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, they dropped Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley mm-hmm. from last season, mm-hmm. and Gabe Davis just picked up both of their Baller. target share. Baller. He is going off. And maybe that, that four-touchdown game last year – was not a fluke. Mm-hmm. That's a very affluent. Like if you're in a fantasy football, and you should be if you listen to our podcast. That was a very affluent uh, pickup uh, because, like, I think that Gabe Davis kind of flew under the radar. You had Emmanuel. The only people that were competing with Stephon Diggs' target share were, uh, I guess, Dawson Knox and obviously Stephon Diggs. But Gabriel Davis was that is going to be that new wide receiver too, and probably one of the most dominant passing offenses. Where like, and people grabbed him like in double digit rounds. Mm-hmm. And like that was insane. Like Emmanuel Sanders was not that dude like I think he was just that veteran presence on the team. Gabe Davis is young. They're paying him money. They're going they they want him to be a part of the offense. They need to take some pressure off Diggs. I think uh Davis is really going to have a big year this year and I'm uh kind of I think he's going to just from a team perspective bring a lot more to the table than Emmanuel Sanders could um outside of a veteran perspective. I think that perspective's kind of being dated now. Um, but uh, I'm really excited to see what Gabe Davis uh, kind of does for the Bills. But uh, what I was saying with the uh, with the Bills was is with that Bills Rams game, uh, just that game uh, on, in Week One. I think that um, it kind of set the stage for the Bills. I think that they are uh, they came into the season uh, being that super the Super Bowl favorites, um, and then they show up the Super Bowl winners um, with a very decisive win. Um, so I think, uh, now they kind of lead a season where it's either Super Bowl or bust. Like if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's kind of a disappointment. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess there's a lot riding on the bills this year. I'm interested to see how it kind of all plays out, but, um, I think that they kind of set themselves up for potential disappointment. Um, if they don't win the Super Bowl. So. Yeah. And I do agree with that. Um, I, I grade their team at an A, A plus. Um, but that disappointment, I think, is going to be coming from their running back room. Um, they just have a committee of a bunch of running back twos. You have Singletary, you have Moss, um, you drafted Cook. Uh, Cook could not get it done. And I think if they get a solid running back, you know, a solid RB1, um, that that just for, for years to come, they're going to be um, Super Bowl favorites. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's just, you know, Josh Allen should not be your, be your leading running. Like you're, he, He's basically the running back. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like they don't, like, have a good running scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of talent in Singletary and even mm-hmm. in Moss where I just think that their scheme is not one that has, like, a good halfback-type playbook. Um, they just rely on Allen a lot. So I think I, – I don't I wouldn't diminish Singletary or Moss. I think that they'd thrive on other teams that kind of rely on that run-first offense, but – that's not how the Bills run. So, and they do it well. It's n- nothing to say on Singletary. It's nothing to say on the Bills. I just think that um, that's just kind of how they roll. Yeah, let's jump over to the Steelers-Bengals game. Um, 
just, you know, we're jumping over there because that was the other team that was in the Super Bowl last year, and they did get uh, upset by the Steelers. I think we all agree that that was an upset. They should have won that game. Um, Minka, Fitz, Minka Fitzpatrick started the game off with an interception return, and I felt like Joe Burrow just kept throwing interceptions. He finished the game with four interceptions and a fumble loss. Five turnovers. Uh, five turnovers, and it went to overtime. That's a whole handful, man. My whole hand is extended with how many turnovers he had. That's insane. Yeah, that was definitely a rough one on from Cincinnati's perspective. Um, I think they're okay. I wouldn't say I'm like concerned about them or anything by any means. It's week one against when at least Watt was in there before he got injured, a, a solid Pittsburgh defense. Um, and T. Higgins went down with a little concussion, which if he stays in the rest of that game, that might be a little bit of a difference maker there. But you got Mixon, you got Chase, you got Higgins when he's healthy. Um I think that team's going to be fine. Burrow is is probably just one of those week ones where it just has a worst performance of the season kind of deal. Um, probably going to be all right. I still think they're going to go far. Um, but I guess don't sleep on Pittsburgh to stay in random games. Like Cincinnati was a pretty decent favorite coming the week, six or seven and a half points I think it was, and Pittsburgh kept it close. Granted, probably should have run away with it more after having five turnovers, but they pulled it out, so – yeah, and don't sleep on Tyler Boyd, uh, Tyler Boyd true, either. True, true. I mean, he's a wide receiver too on most teams. Fair, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he may not, he might not even be a wide receiver one on the Bears, yeah. the Packers, good waiver Falcons. Pickup. Good waiver pickup if T Higgins does not play. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here. Mm-hmm. And then one more game, I'll give you guys the a committee. You guys pick from that: uh, Colts, Cowboys, Broncos. What do you want to talk about? I like Denver and Seattle on those, but they're f- yeah, I like that. I like that. Talk about Denver, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, talking about how Russell Wilson comes back to Seattle Ooh. and loses and loses. Broncos country. Left, Le- left, left wide, wide. <laughs> left wide, left <laughs> wide. <laughs> uh, you have fifty seconds left. You run the clock thirty seconds yeah, down. Three of those. Time it's you have r- three timeouts. Listen. You have Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winner. Let's ride. Broncos country. You know he's not good from the two-yard line, but that's not where you're at. You're in the 40s. And you run it down, try to kick a 64-yarder with a kicker that's used to kicking in Colorado where the air's thin. He did get it there. He had two tries. Both of them were left. And now you look dumb. And now joining us, G. Walker from the CNG Podcast. How's it going, man? What's up, bro? How y'all doing today, man? Uh, doing well. Productive day today. How about, you, how about yourself, Griff? Uh, yeah, I had a great day today. Man, I'm great to hear. I'm great to be here with the CNG Podcast, man. This is a dream come true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, mind, bro. for those who are listening right now, uh, CNG does cover the Bears. Uh, but, you know, I think you do a little bit more than that. Um, t- tell us about yourself. Uh, what we basically do, man, we're we're a Bears podcast. Uh, we're a brand. Um, I have a clothing brand, uh, CNG Clothing. Um, it's coming out. Um, it's pictures of it. You can check it out on our Facebook page, uh, CNG Podcast on Facebook. And what we do is we promote. Also, we promote small businesses. Uh, we promote artists, uh, music artists, you know, entertainers, actors, you know, anybody we can find that you know they'll need a platform for they can shine for a little bit. Um, so that's what we do. We cover sports. We cover people. 
um, and we and we try to bring people together in the form of a podcast and entertainment and sports. Cool, cool. And then where can we? Uh, where can anyone find you? Uh, you first. You can find me on uh, Facebook at the CNG Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at the CNG Podcast. Instagram CNG Podcast. And we're also on the audio platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Amazon uh, Music. We're on everything. CNG Podcast. All right. Um, so I kind of want to start this podcast uh, going back and forth, talking about what happened in week one. Um, both of us had a couple different outcomes. Um, so what kind of what, what side mm-hmm. of the table do you want to talk uh, talk first? Hey man, we could talk about we could talk about the Bears. Bears winning that game, or however you want to go, man. Yeah, uh, we can talk about the Bears um, in the monsoon. Yeah, um, the, hur- the mini Hurricane Katrina, right? <laughs> yeah, y'all are playing in Lake Michigan, man. Yeah, we were actually playing in Lake Michigan, man, to that, that Sunday, and it was uh, it was something else. That field is trash. I bet after that game, you can't wait for uh, Arlington Heights to come any quicker. Dude, when Arlington, Arlington Heights Stadium get built, I'm leaving on a Friday. I'm not coming back to Monday morning. There we go. I to be honest, man, That's a we, we all think that Lambo uh, is kind of a shithole here. Uh, but, <laughs> Not kind of, it is straight up. Um, it, it, it'd be really nice to have a you know a nice premier stadium nearby, actually, and it's gonna be a lot closer than what Lambo is to us. I'm done with the vintage stuff, man. Like, so what? It's got history, Soldier Field, Lambo Stadium, bro. I want to sit and not have my ass hurt. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. want something to <laughs> right, caress right. my back. I don't want to be sitting on bleachers. Dude. I'm at a high school game. You know? See. And right, at the same totally time, agree. I'm built a little wide, so I kind of like the bleachers. Right. Uh, but, you know, same thing with Pfizer, <laughs> with the Bucks, and those seats kind of hug. They do, yeah. They yeah hug those seats are made for hobbits, man. They're not made for guys <laughs> that's over 100. <laughs> made that are 180-plus pounds plus, man. They're not made for bigger people, man. That's so funny, man. Uh, but you did, uh, you know, you did beat the 49ers, the battle of the running quarterbacks. Um how did you know that game started uh, off a couple turnovers? I believe um, I was kind of more invested in the Steelers game. If I'm not gonna lie, I didn't want to see all that rain. But yeah, kind of t- tell me what uh, happened that game. Um, someone that you know you didn't like, you know, they didn't perform to your uh, expectations, um, and someone that uh, stepped up and won the game. Um, I would have to start off with saying Robert Quinn. He he was pretty much MIA man. Uh, under the condition of the of the storm, you know, you have to give a lot of guys a lot of grace. And, um, you know, he wasn't there, man. He didn't get a sack. Uh, I also want to point out Darnell Mooney, who the fan base, a couple of people think he's a damn number one wide receiver. He's not a, he's not a number one wide receiver. He didn't do anything. Um, so I was disappointed in not seeing him get, get involved in the game. Um, Cole Komet wasn't involved in the game. Maybe that was because they can't play in those type of conditions. I don't know. But what I did like was Justin Fields. I like that our rookies popped off the screen. Um, ja- Jaquan Brisker, he's like a missile running at you. Um, Jalen Johnson, you know, he's he's a number one cornerback. He's an elite back um, cornerback. And then we had, um, you know, a couple of guys. And you guys, you had on your team. Did you have a equipment St. Brown on your team? Didn't he uh, catch yep. a touchdown Sunday? He's an ex-Packer, yeah. Yes, sir. I saw uh, him and his brother had a, uh, a touchdown within seconds. Oh, uh, is that nice? So that, that was cool. <laughs> He's trying to make this uh, personal. Uh-uh. Uh, Pettis, Pettis was cool. Justin, you know, Justin kept his cool, man. Uh, he's mature, man. Like, I know a lot of people not, you know, just objectively speaking. You know, I'm, I'm one of the hardest critics of, of my fan base, man. So, you know, he looks like he has it all, man. He's fast. He has a rocket arm. He can 
He can. Uh, he's mentally tough. He's physically tough. So it's like he's checking off a lot of boxes. He didn't give up when the game got, you know, it got crazy. He was just being patient, and it, and then it paid off. So Trey Lance was looking like a bust because I think he's definitely a bust. Um, yeah, he's he's not going to be good hey, at all. Keeping bro. Jimmy G for a reason. For a reason, like I have no, like that was the thing. I had no faith in us losing that game, and that's not uh, being a homer. But when you look at the matches, I'm like, ah, oh, Justin looks a little bit more prepared. Uh, I don't know, man. Just because this is coming down to probably the quarterback play because uh, then Kettle was out there game. You know what I mean? So it was just adding up. I'm like, ah, oh, the Bears might win this game. So that yeah. was cool. And in my opinion, Kittle is the best tight end in the league when uh, looking at a full, uh, full tight end. You know, he's one of the best blocking tight ends. Also great with the hands, and you know you're basically losing a, a receiving lineman at that point. And, yeah, you, you lost. Know. Yeah, they lost a, a big chunk of their offense, so it's like boom. So that worked in our favor. Uh, we was at Soldier Field, but I don't know if we ever have any damn home field advantage because some dude that plays where you uh, plays is always beats us. It's, they call it Lambeau South, right? So um, I want to say home South. Field. I didn't call it that. Who's calling it that? Who br- who Man. brought that name to you? Uh, I think you know Lambeau what? South because home field advantage doesn't matter. And Packers yeah, didn't win it in playoffs at all either. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, so um, yeah, but Justin, man, like uh, I was the coaching. Um, Ibra he's looked like he's a no nonsense guy because I couldn't stand nagging. He didn't know what the hell he was doing with Mitch. Even though Mitch wasn't the quarterback everybody wanted to be, you could have won with him, and that was that was evidence um, Sunday uh, when he beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So um, I was just impressed by these young guys, and they just stuck to it, man. They had that mentality to just go get that W, man, and whoever had to. Mental fortitude and the mental stamina to to uh to stay with that uh game. They won that game, so we grew. The Bears grew, man. Give us give us a checkpoint, man. Yeah. Do you do you like Khalil Herbert as much as I do over David Montgomery? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I and I noticed that they went with him the rest of the game. They yeah. just they just benched Montgomery. I was like, good. Yeah. What I'm so saying right that- here is Montgomery was averaging 1.5 yards a carry, and after 17 carries, I think that's enough. Yeah, he's trying to sit down, bro. Uh. You're not looking at the holes you're hitting. Not, he he doesn't. He's not the type of runner that's going to look at a hole. He's just going to charge it. Herbert is a little bit more. I'm looking. I'm, I'm waiting for my blocks. He's a little bit more patient, and he, and he can he can get through some gaps, man. So, shout out to Herbert too, man, and shout out to Eddie Jackson with the interception. You know, I was I was waiting on that the whole game. Somebody to get one, and we got one at the fourth quarter, man. So, yeah, man, I'm pumped up, man. Cool, cool. All right, and let's switch sides. You know, any questions you want to ask about uh, that terrible Packer game that we had on the? Uh... Yeah, I I, I want to know how are you guys going to replace Devontae Adams, man? Because who mm. on that team, who on that team, you guys miss miss just as much as him? Just let me just let me know. Like, is he was he that important? Griffin, to you, you guys' offense or myself? Uh, I'll take it first. I I, I gotta say, man, uh, Devonte Adams definitely. I don't know. I don't like the argument that Aaron Rodgers made Devonte Adams, or like Aaron Rodgers can make mm. any receiver. You know, mm. I think Devonte Adams has his own individualistic talent. You know, he brings okay. something to the table that uh, you know I don't think any other receiver does, and you can see that on Week One. Like he mm-hmm. uh, he took a step down going with Derek Carr, and uh, he still had a monster game out there in Vegas. Um, and I just don't see it with the rookies. Uh, I think Rodgers is still one of the most elite quarterbacks in the game, and what he was saying in the preseason, I think, really came to light week one. Uh, all the receivers were dropping passes. You had that catastrophic drop by Watson in the in the yeah. part of the game. You know, I, I saw a lot of, like, I saw a lot of youth and, uh, you know, naiveness uh, kind of on our side where I can kind of put some legitimacy to what Aaron Rodgers is saying, so... 
I don't know if we can place Adams to answer your question, but um, I, I'm just interested to see who steps up. We got Cobb, who's a veteran receiver. I'm interested to see kind of how he can maybe bring this receiving core together. Uh, but we nope. need someone to step up between Watson and Dobbs, in my opinion, and I just don't know. And it ain't going to be Sammy Watkins, man. That guy's washed. Yeah, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's and and what and was um Aaron Rodgers was he in training camp this year? Did he show up? Um, training camp. Yeah, I believe he was at all the practices, and then uh, just does not play preseason games. He does not believe in them, uh, just for okay. the lack of different coverages that they're being. Uh, that they're showing, you know, coaches talk before preseason games and what they're gonna expect on defense, um, and he sees no need of it. So, do you agree or disagree with that? Because these kids, these are pretty much kids that he's playing with, straight up, and he ne- and he needs to have reps with those guys as well. This is this is something that Rogers to me, it seems like he just has. I don't know what goes on with you guys up there in Green Bay, to where you let these guys, these quarterbacks, just hold you guys to the, to the nail. With Favre, it was the same thing. He's going to retire. You know, he was acting crazy. Now, here comes Aaron Rodgers with his psychedelics and playing with his toes on TV. Now he's Brett Favre is as crazy as Rodgers was. And Brett Favre just sells Wrangler jeans, man. That's Uh, all. all No, that's not. He actually got caught. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Using welfare money. Mm. To, to help out people recently. Did you not hear about that? Wait, what? No, I didn't hear Yeah. So he was working with the uh, the mayor of Mississippi, uh, or the governor. Um, The mayor of Mississippi, the city of Mississippi. Yes, yes. yes. The governor of Mississippi (laughs) to relocate $5 million worth of taxes um, under the books to help build a new volleyball arena so Favre's daughter could play there. And it, mm-hmm. recently, the uh, techs have come out, and now they are both uh, getting pursued for that $5 million. That's it? A volleyball court? What do you think's happening behind the scenes all the time? You got to target Brett Favre? Joe Biden's doing way worse. I don't mean to get political, you know, out here. Jeez. You know, your money's going everywhere. <laughs> come on, man. You have $5 million? That's chump change. You know what I'm saying? We got That's... 320 million people in the United States. We all contribute, what, 50 cents for Rogers' daughter to have a volleyball court? Chill out, man. Let that man hey. sell jeans in this daughter play volleyball he clearly needs no, money man. charges four hundred dollars no. a camera yeah <laughs> do not hold you hold that man accountable for his disgusting actions um, anybody else is disgusting well i'm He's a filthy take, rich <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take a little stab uh at the whole Devonte adams thing yeah, um, yeah go ahead kind of look at a I'm different listening. perspective as well because you had yeah Devontae adams he you know one of the best route runners you know makes it look like he's playing basketball out there Mm-hmm. Um, but not a huge deep threat. You know, there's going to be times we're going to be targeted on, um, on the outside, but also losing Marquez Vanda Scantling just to open up the field. Um, so Devontae could work and not get double teamed. Um, losing both of them and trying to replace both of them is going to be key. Uh, that's yeah. I think Watson is going to be, he's going to be our deep threat. He's clearly our fastest receiver, as you saw opening up to play with him. Um, but, you know, Lazard's a big dude. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to take over the reins. Um, but missing him also. So not only are we missing Adams and MVS, but last week we were also missing Lazard and trying to train, you know, three three new guys. Because we have Samori Torre and Jawan Winfrey. He's been here a couple of years, but he's going to go right back on the practice squad. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be a work in progress. But where I'm seeing the targets go, um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are going to be getting a lot of target share. They last game they did get a third. Of the pass attempts, they were targeted together 11 times um, out of the 34 attempts. And A.J. Dillon's hands are only going to get better. And I don't know, man. He's looking like that rookie year of Eddie Lacy that we all feared. 
Fat boy. Fat boy. Yeah. yeah the, Couldn't stop eating. The Burger King destroyer. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Why? Who was? Who idea was it? To uh, who idea was it to to let that guy be one on one with Justin Jefferson? Come on, man. Are you talking about yeah. Preston Smith? Who's told Preston I'm wrong. Smith I'm wrong. to get on to guard Justin Fields? I, I mean, know. not Justin Smith, but Justin Jefferson. Who the hell idea was that? Please, uh, please uh, elaborate on that. I wish I could tell you. I mean, Joe Barry is a new defensive coordinator. Um, I know he's, you know, he hasn't done well in the past. I'm not sure why we signed him back uh, or signed him to our team. Um, but there's definitely a mis- misread. Um I'm not sure why Jair wasn't one-on-one with uh, Justin Jefferson at all during yeah, the game. Straight up. Um, but also, there's some. I think there's something in the locker room going there because he was not selected as a captain on the defense, which I'm not sure why. Um, I'm assuming that it was Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell, more interior stuff where there's more rookies, as in Wyatt and, and Walker, which I am excited for them. But Jair is the one that steps up. He's the one that trash talks. He, you know, He's the one that motiv- motivates the team, and we need to have him a captain. And... Not having him on Justin Jefferson is just uh, it's a mistake, and you know he clearly has a better. Because there's footage going around that Justin Jefferson pretty much burnt him. That, I saw that too. So let's let's not act like he wasn't scared. He'll probably go Justin Jefferson. If I lost thirty pounds, I could dust Preston Smith too. So. <laughs> there's CJ. Take him off the camera. What's up, CJ? How's it going? It's going pretty good. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Loud and clear, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I had to. It was crazy. But um, I think you guys were talking about the um, the, um Jefferson um and Smith situation or whatever that, that scheme was. Yeah, when Jefferson <laughs> Jefferson was in the in the slide and Preston Smith thought he could guard him. Yeah. I got him. That, I got him. It, it, that's got about, him. about the same thing that we saw when Black, Blake Martinez was our middle linebacker. He was just letting up catches left and right, but, but getting the tackles. If the Packers, to me, man, you know, as, as dominant as you guys have been, at least in the division, you know, it, it comes a time when things got to rebuild, man. Um, losing your number one wide receiver, that's huge, man. That's huge. And even uh, – I know you want to segue. I'll let you segue into the Bears versus Packers, but that was just huge. That was a huge loss to me, man. That was yeah. a huge loss to me, man. I don't even know how – because the guys are so young. You know what I mean? That's like having Shaq on your team in wide receiver form. And you just got shooters on the perimeter just to hit the three every now and then. Now it's gone. Now it's gone. It's like, now what? Now guys have to be more than what they are. Yeah. And, and they could, and they're probably capable of capable of being those type of player down the road. But Rodgers is what 37, 38? You know, the older he gets, he's gonna get meaner and meaner. So it's like, this is this is not good, man, as far as him. And what is that saying to the young guys that he's saying? He asked somebody was Amari, and he was like, I don't know, he's returning punch right now. He's returning kicks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, CJ, you, you missed a little bit, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll let you transfer uh, or segue into the next segment. Um, Bears yeah, that's versus fine. Packers this week, Sunday night. Uh, what are your thoughts going into that game? I think the Bears are going to be ready. Um, mm. You know, they have a coach who's determined, who has his players on on edge to play. Um, we've seen a couple of starters last week who we thought that were going to play, and that was. Um, Robert Quinn and Javon um, Gibson, I believe, those guys did not play. And, you know, I don't know if they were injured or the, or they just didn't um, practice well, whatever it was. But Eberflus is a type of coach. If you don't perform, you will sit out. 
So that it says a lot, you know, for for um for him to have his players prepared, to, you know, to play. And I believe that's what's going to happen with the Packers. And he also believes, and the team believes that the Packers can't be beaten. Mhm. 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 The games where this weekend is it in Lambo? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think. Because we tend to start off very slow. Like we did last year and let Jameis Winston throw five touchdowns on us. We did <laughs> end up winning another seven games in a row. Um, you would like to see, you know, the Packers turn around. Matt LaFleur, you know, the most uh, winningest coach uh, by average uh, in the regular season. What is it? What was he now? 39-4, and four, I believe, in the regular season. I know that's not where it matters. and You want to win more championships, um, especially, you know, beat the 49ers in the – in the playoffs, but um, I'm excited for the game. Um, I, I'm excited to see a defense without Khalil Mack, uh, especially with uh, a couple Hit linemen. Hit him where it hurts, Andy. Hit him where it hurts. No, I'm just saying, with Bakhtiari mm. and James not, you know, maybe not mm. playing because Bakhtiari decided to, to sit 30 games. Yeah, you're just collecting that bag, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, the Packers are going to lose Sunday, man. Sunday night. It's over. They're going to lose. So, you think they're going to lose. Dude, you wow. guys, look, let, okay. let's look, let's look. Who, J- Jalen Johnson, who's you guys' number one wide receiver? Let's start there. Hmm, so, J- so, let, so let's ask, let me ask you this. Is Jalen Johnson the number one cornerback in this NFL? Okay, that he is. Who's you guys' number one receiver right <laughs> now? <laughs> um, let's think, let's think. I have like a 1A, 1B, 1C kind okay. of scenario, but yeah. we're going to yeah. have to go with Alan Lazard. Uh, okay, is he clamping him? Is JJ clamping him? Yes, he is. <laughs> was it wasn't Lazard laying on his back in the last game? Laid on his he back. He walk this way. Lazard was, was not Wasn't he laying on his back in the last game? Wasn't he hurt? <laughs> Lazard did not play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did play. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> but um, how how big is Jalen? Jalen's like six foot one, six foot two. One. I think Alan Lazard's gonna get. Uh, he's he's got four inches on him. He's not, he's not the fastest dude, but I think he's going to get him on a couple cutbacks. Um, you know what? Wide receiver one is Aaron Jones. He's going to be out there. He's going to be in the slot <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, CJ, CJ, do you hear this? Yeah, I hear this, man. They're, they're actually saying that their running back is their number one receiver. Hmm. I'm right, I'm right on this now. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I, I, I think Aaron Jones might have the best hands on our team. <laughs> That's a damn shame. All they do is talk about guys with, 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 with giant calf muscles. That's all I see. You're sounding pretty loud for a quarterback that only threw eight completions last game. Well, who got the W? And what was his and what was his quarterback rating in the second half? I don't know what his quarterback rating was in the second half. It was half. a 145. 140. <laughs> he said loud too. He said made sure the people heard it in the back. <laughs> it was a 145 with two touchdowns, man. Clutch. Mm. Clutch. And did, it in, did it in bad conditions. Very bad mm. conditions. I, I will admit that. It wasn't even that bad. <laughs> that had, bad. Bo- had Bosa Just frustrated. And Bosa was it. frustrated. Yeah. Bosa had his lips poked all out on the sidelines. He was, it wasn't looking too good. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about losing to you guys Sunday night. I'm not worried because we got our secondary is going to pretty much now everything because the, the, to me, the 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 field is is um is even with the with the receivers and the, you know what I mean the defense. I think our secondaries are probably going to be matched up evenly. I like I like Zaire. 
Um, but I like our secondary a little bit better. That's not being biased, but I'm looking at Brisker. I'm looking at Eddie Jackson. I'm looking at Gordon. I'm looking at Jalen Johnson. I'm looking at Roquan. Like, and you guys are young, man. Yeah, you guys don't have you guys don't have to deal with that defense, man. And I think that we might that might just give us an edge. You guys is run game. You know, you guys got two good backs. So, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be quite interesting. I think it's gonna be a, a pretty defensive game. Uh, I know you don't like Darnell Mooney, um, but I don't think at the same time you're relying on Aquino St. Brown as your best receiver. Uh, we clearly thought he was the seventh string, and that's why we cut him. Glad he's a second right. for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I mean. But we have Jair. I'm not sure if I you know, believe in Eric Stokes. Last year he had to be good because Jair was out. I don't think he's our, our second best corner. Um, mm-hmm. I also think mm-hmm. Russell Douglas um, just got lucky last year. I mean, Kevin King once had six interceptions a season. We we saw how he is. Um, right. <laughs> Adrian Amos, I mean, you're used to him. Um, yeah. He's pretty good. They're now yeah, savage. I think this is a uh, make it or break it year. We might replace him in the offseason. But I don't know. I think, in you know, our interior line with uh, is going to give you some issues. Um, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Devonta Wyatt. And if Quay comes back healthy, um, you know, that's, that's a new guy just to add that Justin Fields can uh, try to run away from. Yeah, I think they're going to open up the playbook a little bit more, man. We got a, we got a couple more advantages, man. We got uh, Getsky's on, Getsky's on the team, so that's going to help with the game plan. Well, we got Lucas Patrick on our team. Did he come from you guys? That's going to help with the game plan. We got one of your wide receivers. That's going to help with the game plan. So our secondary is better than you guys. Is We got guys from your staff that know you guys. Um, and I think our quarterback is going to probably play a little bit better than you guys' quarterback. Wow. Justin Fields over um, with bad knees, Come Aaron? On. Hey, man, think about it. Hey, look, Gesky, I'm telling you, not saying that he's like a guru or anything, but he walks around Hallis Hall, man, with this confidence. It's just like, yep, I know what the hell I'm doing. It's just like, hmm. Yeah, okay. not just not just Gesky, <laughs> the, whole, the, the whole damn coaching staff pretty much. I didn't know Gasky was that big, man. He's a tall, he's a big dude, man. Quick question. Can you grade your team before cutting uh, or getting rid of Ryan Pace and uh, rate your team afterwards? You know what, yeah. man? Go I, I got you know a little bit of a soft spot for Ryan Pace, man. First of all, I'm going to say he drafted pretty well because if you look at the guys that we still have on our team, those are Ryan Pace's picks. Uh, Warren, that's his pick. Jenkins is his pick. Justin Fields is his pick. Oakland Smith is his pick. Jalen Johnson is his pick. David Montgomery is his pick. <laughs> so it's like you have to give him a lot of credit for what this team is doing, especially for the core. Uh, he signed um, Robert Quinn last year. Well, he signed I mean, he signed him, but he had broke the, the Bears' uh, sack record last year. So it's like, eh, I don't know how much of a bad grade I can give him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how you guys see that. I, I just really can't. I mean, Trubisky, like I said, he wasn't what everybody, you know, think he should have been or whatever, but you see what he's doing with Pittsburgh. You saw what he did with the Nagy's dumbass playbook. He went to the playoffs twice, and he's winning with the Steelers. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, I think I'm going to give it a – if I have to grade it, I'm going to give us a solid solid B. I'm going to give us a B just because of the core guys are still here. What do you think, CJ? I'm going to give us a C plus. Okay. Um, C plus. I'm, I'm going to just give us a C plus. Um, I feel like, you know, as far as pace over the years – He's done better when it comes to the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth round as far as the picks. So I will have to give him a grade just based off a C plus just based off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna make this super simple, man. This is a quarterback game. Straight up. The best teams in the okay. league 
best teams in the league are uh, they have a good quarterback at the helm. I mean, right. every every Super Bowl team that you see in the end has a top five right. quarterback, right? That's Other than Joe right. Flacco, you know what I'm saying? Back in whatever, twenty, you know, every team is led by a good quarterback. Do you think Justin Fields is that dude? Yes, I think he is, man. I think I think he can I think he can be that dude as well. And I think and and I think to um to go back of what you were saying as far as you know quarterbacks and whatnot, but I think it's a defense. Because here's the thing if you know Aaron Rodgers did what he was supposed to do, y'all would have won that game last week. So, mm. you know, That's defense true. is the key. Defense, you know, you have to stop quarterbacks from scoring. You have to stop the offense, you know, you have to stop the offensive line, you know, pretty much from Backing them down and getting to the quarterback. You have to stop the running back. Defense is the key in this league. If you if you if you if you defend a team week by week, nine out of ten you're going to win the games. Even if your offense manages the game, nine out of ten you're going to win the games. Yeah, and that's a piggyback up what what he was saying. There's going to be times where Justin and in any quarterback, any great quarterback, will have moments because we know the offensive line got to block. We know the receivers got to catch. We know the play callers got to call the plays. But there are always moments when a great quarterback kind of just elevates his team to a catch or he scrambles, you know what I mean? Or he does a pass that wasn't supposed to be completed, you know what I mean? Or, or where the other person that could get it was a wide receiver. So to answer your question, I think Justin has that capability, man. He doesn't get rattled. Uh, he gets hit. He gets back up. He's a smart dude, man. So it's like I'm not afraid to travel with Justin Fields like I was kind of nervous traveling with Mitch Trubisky, who right. couldn't stretch the field. Um, Justin Fields can stretch the field, man. He saw you. He threw a 51-yard reverse bomb in the rain. Yo, if that game was in fair condition, he probably would have threw four touchdowns. Yeah. So, so what's the cap for him? Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of comparing them. You know, I think Jalen Hurts, out of the players I'm going to name, is the is the best quarterback. But uh, Jalen, uh, Kyler Murray, and I mean, he could be a bust, kind of like mm-hmm. like Dak, just uh, running your money and never win for you. I mean, where, I think where he's do you more put Fields? Well, I don't um, know if you can call. I don't know if you can call him a bust in his second season. And especially if you can't call Jordan. No, Lowe, no, I'm let's, saying let's, like let's where, where's the potential going to be? I mean, let's let's do this by tiers, okay? Let's say Tom Brady, tier one. Let's say y'all boy, tier one. But even though I think he's a tier two quarterback, oh, excuse me. Um, you know, let's say ju- let's say Justin Herbert, tier one. Mm-hmm. I would say Patrick Mahomes. Right. I, I would say Justin Fields right now, just based off of what he's done so far in the preseason and right now, I would say he's he's the a tier three. Tier three is that a, that's fair. Is that Derek that's Carr, Kirk he... Cousins kind of tier? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. So. yeah I, I definitely yeah, think Derek Carr might be moving that. out of that tier. Uh, I w- I wouldn't call Justin Herbert a tier one. I'd probably replace him with a Josh Allen, uh, just because Herbert you know hasn't been to the playoffs yet. Uh, so we're not sure what that team could do. Um, okay. But, you know, it, it, it's nice seeing a different perspective of Fields. You know, we just see him just get uh, trash-talked all the time and not being able to win. Um, and that's just because, you know, he can't be Jay Cutler, you know, best quarterback. You I mean, play. I mean, you have to think about it, though, Jets. Like, if you follow, like, I, if you follow, you know, a lot of people just because it's our fan, but we all don't follow each other's team. But I'm just objectively watching Fields, man, he's in his playbook all the time. Um, he's very smart, man. He's very mentally tough. Um, he just stays with it, man, and that's the makings of a great quarterback. Uh, Tom Brady couldn't be Tom Brady without a high IQ. Um, Aaron Rodgers couldn't be Aaron Rodgers without a high, high IQ. Or the so drugs. you mix – or the drugs, like it is. Yep. <laughs> so you mix <laughs> Justin with his athletic ability, and he's a very smart guy because he scored, like, the highest um, 
score you can have on what that war warlock test? What is that? The warlock test? Yeah, he scored like the highest ever. So it's like then he hmm. uh when he was in the Ohio State, he had uh you know, when they tried to cancel the season, he was the guy leading it, he was leading the charge to play football. So it's always about the intangibles that a guy brings besides the physical ability. Because we all know that the quarterback position is is more than physical, it's mental. So you, if he keeps on, you know, sharpening his skills and the mental capacity and his physical capacity, block for him, and Justin might be one of those guys, man. I won't be surprised just off what I've seen from his personality. You know what I mean? How guys rally around. You know, last season, it sucked because Nagy, oh, you know, I quit. I don't even want to talk about it no more. Man, simple. I mean, simple is the fact up. that Nagy. Simple as the fact that Nagy pretty much wanted Justin Fields to play his style. You can't have Justin Fields playing your style in your playbook. You have to let Justin play to his strengths. And the thing about what, what this new coaching staff has done with Justin is that they let him play free. You know, he's not forcing, he's not forcing balls down the field. He's not trying to be, you know, be something he's not. He's playing within the style of his game. And once he does that, his confidence is at an all-time high. Yeah, not to sidetrack too much, but I think that's something that the New Orleans needs to do with Jameis Winston and said, uh, you know, stop trying to be Drew Brees uh, and mm -hmm. be that 30-30 quarterback that he is. Uh, right. Makes the game more interesting. You know, you don't want to see 30 interceptions every year, um, but that's when he's a better player. Yeah. It's just um, coaching, man. It's just coaching. Yeah, so uh, we can wrap up um, and just take, you know, our score predictions. I, I, I hear that uh, – G likes the pack, uh, not the Packers. My bad. What? Uh, the Bears to win. Um, <laughs> no, he said it straight first time. <laughs> uh, but you know, but what's your score prediction? You know, is it gonna be the big defensive game? Are these quarterbacks gonna ball out? Uh, my score prediction is twenty six. I'm gonna say um, twenty six. Twenty eight twenty. Bears twenty eight twenty. Mm. Fair conditions, man. I'm telling you, if Justin. Would have had a a clean field that Sunday. He would have he would have torched the 49ers, bro. He would have touched. He would have torched. And, and CJ, how about yourself? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna be a little bit more detailed. I'm gonna say it's gonna be 24, 20 Bears. I'm gonna say Justin's gonna have a two another two touchdown game, and I and I believe that Herbert's gonna get a um, touchdown as well. And Does he start? Does Herbert start? So no, he's not starting, but he's going <laughs> to. But the way that he played last week, you definitely got to give him more carries because I, I thought he was the best running back on the team last week. Uh, I do All agree right. there as well. So, what do you guys got today? Griffin, go ahead. I'll start it off strong, man. Uh, you know, nothing personal to you guys, but like, I love how Aaron Rodgers says, I own Chicago, man. Uh, like, and it's true. Like, he's all, he's, yeah. he has a great <laughs> record against that him. hurt. He, he, yeah, he makes it personal, but I like that. It makes sports interesting, mm -hmm. makes sports fun. It does. Um, it does. But uh, I don't know. I feel like this is just a repeat of last year. I think that Rodgers is, it's something's going to click, something's going to come together. If we get Lazard back this week, we get our chemistry back. I really think that this is going to be, uh, honestly, I'm going to call it, I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be kind of a blowout. I'm, I'm going to predict probably, I'll say uh, 31 31 10. 31 10 pack. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> With all the rappers, see what you got. Okay. Schmack. Schmack. Hey, I like it, Y'all like defense holding the Bears to 10 points? Man. Please. But like hey, my final note though, man, I got I have a lot of respect for you guys. I have a lot of respect for people with fan bases and stuff that don't always have yeah. like a winning, you know, like a number one winning team. Like the Packers have been top of the division for a while. There's a lot of admiration for people that are diehards and find like 
I don't know, uh, that they ride with their team no matter what the conditions are. So much respect to you guys, um, and I certainly hope the Bears turn out to be you know, better than a lot of people thought they were going to be coming into the season, and they showed it week one, and I just don't know if it's going to be week two. Mm. You should feel that way because history shows you that, but Man, history always changes. You. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then for the final <laughs> prediction, uh, there's a few key notes I'm going to say. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the kickers are going to be able to sit all game. Mm. No field goals, just extra points. Uh, mm. In Romeo Dobbs' breakout game, Packers win 35-21. Wow. That's... <laughs> we have some high games. What's the over-under on this game right now? Uh, the Packers are given nine and a half points. Oh, no, the over-under. The whole score. Oh, over-under? Yeah, we all Probably put like high score. Five. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Pull in my a FanDuel real quick and keep bullshitting. No, but that's that's straight up though, because we all had pretty high scores. I just don't know. Packers offense looked kind of rough. I mean, the Bears looked pretty good, like playing those shitty conditions. It's just momentum, man. Like it all, it could just swing. Like they're a young team, and you got to think the guy, all we did was change the scheme and get a better defensive coach and uh, offensive coach. Hopefully, so mm-hmm. if the scheme just changed and the guys are not rookies, except for. Some of the guys on defense, it's like, mm, we might sneak it out another win. Yeah, the over-under is going to be 41.5. So, that, that's I think that's kind of low for the, for this game. I mean, you, we, we all said it's going to be, uh, you know, over on that and something that I'm going to be excited for, which is Sunday night, and then we don't see you guys until week 13, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be really cool to have you guys back on that week as well. For sure, and yeah, most and definitely, we'll be back, and we could do this again because Sunday night we'll bring you guys on our show, yes, and then we'll knock it out uh, and our promo everything, you know. And that's great. That's a perfect segment. Know, so. Yeah. So yeah. you know, we'll be over there. Um, you know, there's four of us, or so at least two of us will be over there on uh, Sunday before the game. Um, but then again, you know, tell uh, tell the listeners where we can find you and um, uh, a little bit more about yourself. CJ. Well, you can find us on Facebook um, at the CNG Podcast Facebook page. We'll be going on there live um, starting Sunday at 5 um, o'clock p.m. Central Time. Also, we will be live on on YouTube at the CNG Podcast YouTube channel. So you guys can pretty much find us on there. And then um, we also will be on Spotify. Um, but um, But it will be the following day on Spotify. All right. Sounds good. Uh, CJ G Walker, it was a pre. Uh, was, I can't even talk. Griffin, you you set it off. Yeah, yeah. CJ, it was it was a privilege being with you guys. Really, thanks for joining us. Um, we really appreciate uh, appreciate your time, your takes. Uh, you guys had some great conversation with us. Brought some good things to the table. I'm really excited for this week. Um, yeah, you you guys are gonna make this game a lot more interesting than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, you guys see a lot in the Bears, and I'm really looking forward to a competitive game. I don't think it's gonna be one. But you guys do, so oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right here for it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for oh, it. I'm all for Bears fans. So uh, thanks again, guys. Really, it's it was a privilege having you guys on. Thank you. This was this was a lot of fun. Shout out to Andrew and shout out to Griffin, man. I appreciate you guys having us on, man. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Really appreciate it. All right. Y'all bear, take it easy. Bear down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>